this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Good morning and welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. I would ask uh, each and every one of you to dial into Uber Conference. Uh, we do have a few technical challenges with uh, the ability to hear the message, but just in case, I just want to make sure I give you guys that warning ahead of time. But I praise God because the message is still great despite the challenges that goes on around us. So. I praise God for this message, and I just thank him even right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, even as you have given me this message, I ask that each and every one on this line or whoever listens to this message receive even as you have given me sight to understand the things that you are calling forth in this particular time and season. Lord, I praise you even now that as this word goes forward, that our understanding will be enhanced. The eyes of our understanding will be even increased that we may understand your vision and begin to activate the things on the inside of us, not looking at sin, not looking at generational things, but really truly focused on you. And so in Christ Jesus now, I ask that every gift be stirred up on the inside. And Lord, that you begin to move mightily through them, as well as myself. And that the areas of darkness that we have been operating in, we move away from that in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're in John 9, and... We'll go from here, but before we go, I need to give you guys some insight because the message is titled, Are You Seeing Sight? Having sight and vision in the Lord. And I think a lot of times we think we really truly see, but the Holy Spirit was really truly dealing with me in a way that he really caused me to see him from a whole different uh, viewpoint, which I love because he was literally making sure that I understood if I'm still focused in certain areas of my life, trying to get through, you know, sometimes generational things that have been handed down to me, or sometimes I'm looking at, you know, my own personal shortfalls. He's literally making sure that I understand that some of the things that I go through is for his glory. He's constantly enhancing me and enhancing you. And it's so important that we stop looking at the things in front of us and truly understand when he said that he did away with sin, we really embrace that and really understand what that means and not be in that position to whereby we're still, I say, nitpickers, okay? Uh, I don't know if you guys are like me, 
But, you know, sometimes when I go to the park, after going to the park or standing under the tree or whatever the case may be, I tend to start picking things off of myself and I begin to get into that place where I'm constantly picking things off. And if I do it when I'm at a park or so, I do it in the natural as well. I'm constantly picking things off of myself and the Holy Spirit is literally telling me is to gain insight into these things and stop being in that point where I'm constantly picking myself. And so as we go forward in this particular message, he made me laugh as we were getting ready to come on. And he, he said, think about how many times when you're taking that shower and you get soap in your eyes and your eyes are burning, you know, and you're in that place and you're trying to put water in, into your eyes to get the soap out. And, and it's like, as your eyes are burning, the first thing you're thinking about is your sight. You know, you're trying to regain your vision. You're trying to make sure you can see after that soap gets in your eye. And so he was showing me that. And he says, when the soap comes out and you can clearly see, you're like, oh my God, that's great. I feel better. I can see. And he said, even to the point that you would blink your eyes and even more so to like, oh, it's not there anymore. And he showed me that and he said, when true sight comes, it's a place where you're truly glorifying the Lord. And you get into that place because it's relief to you. And you're no longer in that place where you're lacking wisdom, you're lacking understanding, and you're able to move forward. So I use that as an example because he kept sharing silly things with me as I was coming into this message. It was his way of basically making sure that I understood what he means when it comes to having true sight. And true sight is not something that you're trying to gain. It is when you're leaning close into the Holy Spirit. And as you lean into the Holy Spirit, God gives you vision. And not only is it that he gives you vision, but he gives you understanding into the things that you're going through. And a lot of us are in this place where we're frustrated with God or we're frustrated with ourselves. And if you're frustrated because you don't have sight, okay? You haven't gained wisdom in the Lord to really understand what's really going on. And when you have a lack of wisdom in an area, it becomes frustrating. You know, Lord, while I'm waiting, you know, uh, Saturday I had an opportunity to uh, I can't necessarily say an engagement. Yeah, it's an engagement. And as I looked at the engagement, I was like, wow, Lord, if I was in this place and I wasn't married and I was single, what would I be looking at? I said, I would have been that woman sitting on the other side saying, Lord, when's my time? When is going to be my time for my coming where somebody's going to look to me and to really, really choose me? And the Lord said, yes. He said, but when you have vision and sight in me, you're not sitting there wondering, you know when. And you understand what I'm doing on the inside of you. And he said, but you understand the preparation that must go forward for the person he's going to give you to. So you're not sitting there in that place being impatient. You're in the place of celebration because you understand what God is doing 
not only for you, but for the other person as well. And so as he began to look at, tell me this, but he said, this applies to everything. When you have clear sight and clear understanding, he said, you're not in that place where you're trying to jump ship and everything that you're doing. And he said, you're in that place where you're totally submissive to me and you are allowing me to move through you. And then I'm like, well, there's some areas that I could truly see that I don't have sight because I'm all over the place. And the reason why I'm all over the place is because I'm not even seeking him for insight. I just assume that as I walk forward, it's going to come to me. And then I'm checking the time. I'm checking the days. You know, I'm asking God questions because, you know, I ask God questions. When, 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 when? And what it really speaks to my lack of patience. I'm not allowing him to fully flow through me. And so then I begin to pick myself apart. And I love this particular passage that we're going through is John 9. And you'll probably sit back and say, wait a minute, this is about that blind man. And he's talking to the Pharisees and see it like this. But you know something? I contribute my blindness to this particular man as well because a lot of times I think I got sight and I don't. I think I'm able to see and I, and I really don't see. I think I have all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and the eyes of my understanding, hear this, the eyes of my understanding has not been enlightened by God so that I can truly know the depths of which he has called me, the purpose that he has for me, and the continued plans that he continues to bring forward in me. I'm speaking of Ephesians because if you really, really understand him, then you can really see the eyes of your understanding. And a lot of our eyes of understanding, guess what, is sleep. Because we never, ever surrendered ourselves over to the Lord. So let's go and have fun in the word, okay? From the beginning? Yes. John chapter 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither has neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Let me stop right there. Because when I begin to look at myself, a lot of times I look at what went on in my family as I was growing up, or even still, what still goes on in my family. And sometimes I contribute some of the stuff that I am going through to the family. And then the other things I contribute that I'm going through is because I'm falling short here or there. And the Lord was basically making sure, he said, wait a minute, let me, let me pinpoint one thing. Sin is sin, okay? There's a whole different thing when you just choose and you're just really purposely practicing something. But in another area, it is an opportunity for God to cause light to come into you. The word of God states that he is the light of the world. But it also stated that the works must go forward while he was on the earth because darkness was going to come as well as sin. And so 
in that, we have to understand there's areas within us that are still dark. I love in the beginning of this particular passage, it speaks of, was this man born blind and his parents are him and it's neither. And, and I think if we can really understand, we'll stop becoming these people that's picking things off of ourselves and really understand the things that we go through is for the glory of God. And it's for his glory that he's bringing us through these things and he's causing us to have sight into the places where we once, I say, Nick picked ourselves or not only that, but had a lack of faith and belief in him. And so as he began to speak to me, he really was making sure that I understood some important things, and he kept saying to me, you were born into darkness. And he said to me, many of you don't even realize that. It's like some of us really believe that we were born with great understanding. Yeah. And, and that we came into this world with great understanding. But then he showed me you know, himself. But he also showed me John the Baptist. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And so he had that wisdom. But many of us came into a place of understanding of the Holy Spirit, not in the womb. Right. It's when we fully, truly accepted Christ. So prior to that, guess what? You were in darkness. And you're probably still in darkness in some other areas like me. And I, it's okay because God is here to bring us into knowledge and understanding and cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened so that we can truly understand the hope of which he has called us to. Yes. Many of us have read Ephesians 1 through 17 and really asked for God's wisdom to be poured out and that we have vision and sight into the things that he has called us to do, but we taken them words for granted. We, we said the prayer, but not really understood the prayer. And so even as the Lord began to speak to me, he said, you need understanding even of what you prayed. Yeah. And as you have understanding, he says the eyes to your understanding must be enlightened. And then I said, the eyes... So my understanding, get this, has eyes, okay? And so if my understanding is not really seeing, what do I say? Huh? 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 I don't understand it, right? And I'll say, say it again. But a lot of us, when we don't have understanding, what do we do? We don't say nothing. We just, I, I love how I was talking to somebody, and they have more, I say, street knowledge to me than I do. And they would say cool things. And I'll be like, I don't know what that is, but I'm not going to ask you because I want to act like I'm cool too. So I'm going to wait with the hopes that you continue in your conversation. And as you continue in your conversation, I'll catch it, right? So I'm like, okay, uh, when you're going to say something, I understand. And a lot of times I don't catch it, so it bypasses me. And I stay in that place of darkness. And a lot of times, even when the word goes forward, it bypasses us. And we stay in the place of darkness because we don't understand. We don't go back and truly say, Lord, I missed that 
as it was being shared with me, give me insight into what you were saying so that I may have understanding of your word and I may be able to rest in you regarding the things that you have called me to operate in. But because we lack understanding, Holy Spirit said to me, you say the same prayers over and over and over, but you never seek to gain understanding. So I, 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 I'm guilty of that because where I lack understanding, I keep going over and over and over and over. And I'll say the same prayers, but not realizing when I said the prayer the first time it worked. But because I'm moving in darkness, never tapping into the spirit, I'm missing him, and I'm missing the works that must go forward. Wow, I'm delaying the works of God. You are too. Let's go further in the word so we can see what I'm talking about a little bit more. John 9, verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And in this particular thing, he's speaking of his death. Most people don't realize. So he's telling you, hey, I must work the works uh, of him who sent me. Uh, if we read that, we would just say, wow, nighttime is coming. It's getting ready to be dark in the uh, neighborhood of where they're at. That's the lack of understanding. And most people see that word as, oh, he's talking about the evening. But he's talking about his exit. He's talking about being persecuted. He's talking about being delivered into the hands of the Pharisees and Sadducees and going through this process in order to redeem us. But we look at that and say, hmm, night, time, hmm. But truly, he's literally saying that there's going to come a time where he's not going to be there with them. And darkness is going to fall upon them and the sin that's in the world is going to be something that they're going to be challenged by. And we know it's to be true because if you look at the book of Acts and you look at all the other things, you know everything that he spoke of, they were challenged by. And he was saying, while you still have the light, he's saying to the disciples at this particular time, while I'm with you, you're protected. And so it's so important that we continue to go forward that I may teach you the things that you need to know because when I leave here, enemy is going to really come after you. And we know that to be true. But for us being Christians in this particular time, his Holy Spirit is there with us continually so we don't have to worry about darkness because He's the light of the world. And as we tap into him in the spirit realm, we have insight. God, that's easy, huh? But we don't do that because it's a lot of work, right? You got to get past you. You got to deal with the stuff that you're nitpicking yourself with and you're beating yourself up. And sometimes it's good to just stay in that place where you have yourself pity party, Okay eventually you're going to get tired of beating yourself up and you're eventually going to have to come into the light. And so you might as well start today. Amen. Let's take it a little bit further. Verse 5. 
As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. Wow. And then as the Lord began to show me this particular part of the scripture, he, he, he gave him specific instructions to go and wash. Every day, God gives us a new day, and he cleanses us from our prior day and brings us into that new day, and he, we're refreshed in him, but we wake up in the same way, carrying the old baggage, looking at the old things, and never recognizing that each day is new and to whereby we have a fresh start in that new day. But because we're not really choosing to see from the spirit realm, we're choosing to operate from the natural realm, we missed him in the places that he is seeking to be glorified in us. I'll say it what he said to me. He said, it's your choice to come into the light. It's your choice to choose me. He said, do not you see that you're choosing this other stuff when you already know where true sight and vision comes from? It's in me. So who would remain in their own persecution? Who would remain in, in their own self-destruction? Wow. I sit back and I hear that and I was like, wow. So I wake up with new purpose every day. That old things are passed away and I'm walking in the new, but then I bring in old stuff and I allow these old stuff to persecute me. But then the word of God talks about was it that he sinned or his parents sinned? Yeah. God's not focused on sin. So you got to stop and you got to see who's redirecting your attention. Mm -hmm. And who's causing you to believe that something's wrong with you. And as you begin to have sight into the spirit, you are able to deal with the things that are dealing with you. Yeah. But because our understanding is lacking, because our eyes only sees what flesh tells us, we miss God. And what flesh is telling us, especially if you were in a household and you weren't the only sibling or even if you were the only sibling and you demanded attention and you didn't get the attention that you needed, the attention that says, oh my God, God doesn't love me. And the reason why you're saying God doesn't love me is because you're not getting what you desire. Guess what? You're your own holdup. You're in your own way. You're not in God's way, you're in your way. And the reason why you're in your way, he simply said, won't let these things go. Why hold on to something that I've given you 
insight into and power to destroy. We have the power to destroy the works of the enemy. But how many of us out there destroying every day? The works of the enemy is destroying us and we're not really destroying the works of the enemy. And so the Lord said, in order for you to move forward, you're going to have to deal with some of the stuff that the enemy is constantly working through you. And how do I deal with it? By acknowledging it and really, really basically saying, saying you got to go. I love when I became that new Christian and being that new Christian, I mean, I used to be so scared of Satan. I mean, so scared. I would be like, get out of here. And then I would hear something coming back at me like, what do you mean get out of here? And, and, and then the voice would just keep ringing in my mind. And too, I would be afraid to sometimes to tell him to leave because I had fear of him. But then the Lord says, I have given you victory over everything that he speaks. Amen. And as he began to bring that to my remembrance, and I'll be like, okay, so you can knock me down today. You can knock me down tomorrow. But one thing about me, I'm going to kid up and I'm going to keep coming after you. And eventually I'm going to be victorious. And when I become victorious, I'm going to come after you and your imp, and I'm not going to take anything off, and I'm going to save others from you as well. God. We forgot. We all said that. And we've gotten in this place to whereby we're allowing him to knock us off our mark. And God is basically saying, wait a minute, I've given you sight, I've given you understanding, and I've opened the eyes of your understanding that you may be able to move victoriously in me, but you got to do something. Some of us are waiting on God to do it. And he's giving you the power to stand up, to move, to operate, to flow in the things that he has called forth. But I'm on this other side saying, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, okay, Lord. And, and it's not about, okay, Lord. It's about saying you won't notice. I'm moving and, and, and I'm coming after you. You know, as little kids, we didn't want to pick a fight. But God is telling you it's okay to pick this fight because you already victorious in it. But we second guess and we don't choose to battle in the places that we're supposed to battle in and we tend to operate in a place such as what we're about to move into. Next part of the scripture. John 9 verse 8. The neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him, but he said, I am he. Hear me? There, Let me stop it right here. So they're now looking at this guy. They know that he's this guy that's been sitting outside begging all this time, and many of them have given him resources, so they know who he is. And, and the Lord basically said, liken this man to yourself. You're sitting here begging God to move in some areas and you forgot who you are. Mm -hmm. 
You're literally looking at yourself and you cannot see what I have called you to be. And you're literally looking as if yourself as if you're not that person. You're not who I have called you into and you're still trying to be somebody that's on the outside of me. Wow. Look how Satan is deceiving us. Making us believe that we're in the same old place that we was before Christ came to redeem us. I'm redeemed. And I hope you are redeemed as well. Because I truly, truly see what God is doing in, on, on the inside of me. And the works that he's doing in me is great. It's beyond me. I have gained wisdom, I have gained knowledge, I have gained understanding, and I know how to move in this kingdom, and so do you. But we cannot be in that place where every time we don't get our way, we go back to these pity parties, and he takes behind saying, he's going to come over here again, he's going to come over here, and he's going to sit there and act a fool as if God doesn't exist on the throne. Wake up. Open the eyes of your understanding that you may go forward in the places of the Lord by gaining sight in the spirit. It is not difficult. And the word of God says is to seek me. And he says, and those who seek him shall what? Find him, okay? So that lets me know that you're not seeking him out because if you're really truly seeking him out, you're going to find understanding. You're going to find where he's at. You're going to understand what you're walking through. You're going to understand what he's doing and he's going to move through you. He promised you that he will provide in all places. I love the two songs that we sung, <laughs> and I, I start cracking up. I'm like, okay, Lord, they are totally, totally inside of what we think. I love the last song. May his presence go before you and behind you, okay? And, and, and he said, in your family and your children and their children, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the greatest song that blesses you coming in, coming out. He's saying that God's presence is all around you. So every place that you look, if you joined us in that song, God is there. Yes. Because you spoke it and you believed it even as you were saying it. And it's to be so. And then if you go back to the other song, it, it just speaks of God and overwhelming presence of God just being with you. But many of us go to that place where, where are you, God? Mm. Where are you, Dad? Are you here? Are you there? And I'm like, I know where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I know where he's at, but it's up to me to seek him out. It's up to you to seek him out in the places where you are struggling. Kick enemy off the throne and put God back in his rightful place. Mm -hmm. Let's go further. I'm having fun with this one. Hopefully you guys are too. So this is John 9, verse 10. Therefore said they unto him, How are thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and watch. But do and you guys see here? So the clay 
and the eyes represents the Holy Spirit. So he's brought into a knowledge of the Holy Spirit. So he's washed and the Holy Spirit comes upon him as he dips himself, dips his face into the pool of water and immediately he has sight, he has vision, he has understanding. And it shows you here as he goes forward and he begins to speak. He's not only speaking to the Pharisees from the natural manly understanding, but he has spiritual insight into the things that they are basically speaking, and he don't even know Jesus. He has no clue who he is. He just said the man named Jesus. He doesn't know that he's the Savior. He doesn't know that he's his Redeemer. He just sees like, ah. And this particular passage, God is basically saying, I'm the revealer. This is who he's operating. He's revealing himself to all of us. And he's trying to get us to gain greater insight to him by seeking him out. Imagine the countless number of hours that we spend in our pity parties. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This morning I woke up and as I was minding my own business, you know, I went in and out of sleep for a few minutes, and I kept saying, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. And then you know how you have these stupid, crazy dreams or these stupid, crazy little thoughts that's going back and forth in your mind. And as I was dreaming, I don't know, I had this stupid dream. And the reason why I call it crazy, because I don't even know the dog. Uh, I went somewhere, and when I came back to my vehicle, I had been gone for hours on end in the stream. But when I came back to the vehicle, there was a dog sitting outside my car, which I knew the dog. Wasn't my dog, but I knew the dog. And then I sat back and I said, oh God, this dog is smart. He waited for me to come back. Then after the dream, I'm contemplating spending quality, valuable time where I should be seeking my Lord just thinking about this dream and this dog that I don't even know. But in the dream, I thought I knew the dog. And that's where the enemy gets us caught up thinking and dreaming about things that's delaying us for the glorious work that God is seeking to do in yeah, us. Yeah. Hopefully you guys getting what he's saying. Gain yeah. hey, understanding. Where are you being delayed in the spirit? Are you constantly contemplating on self-failures? Or are you moving in the place where you can gain the victory of God by basically trusting him in the place where you think you're failing? God doesn't fail. So why do you think you're failing? God has a purpose for everything. And even though we don't understand it, he still has a purpose for it. And whatever his purpose is for it, we need to gain understanding. I sit back and I thought about this crazy thing last week. And I, I read it in the scripture to whereby, you know, I think it's Enoch, just basically went and showed up in the place and knew the person. And I said, Lord, I would love to have that encounter where I just show up in the place and I knew the person and I ride alongside of them and I know exactly what they need. I have not had that kind of conversation 
are experiencing the Lord or where you show up and you already know the person's name. I love how he speaks to the disciple and say, I seen when you were under the tree over there. Imagine having the eyes of your understanding enlightened to whereby you see the person even before they get to the place. You see what God is doing even before you get to the place. You have total insight and understanding and it relaxes everything on the inside. Oh my God, wouldn't that be so awesome? I know Every time I've changed jobs, <laughs> I, I walk into the break room of whatever that organization is, and God gives me vision into the particular place that I'm in. Oh, my God, I love it when he does that. And it lets me know that he has arranged for me to be here, to be in this place, and that my timing in this place totally belongs to Christ and all I have to do is trust him in that place. But a lot of us have a lack of vision. And so when we go into places, we're in that place and we're thinking, oh, God, our resource is going to end anytime soon. But when you know God is moving and he's doing, even if your resource is in, you know he's going to provide resource in another area. Yeah. And so... That's where we're gaining understanding. We're moving in accordance to what he is calling for, and you're getting insight. I go into places looking for God to speak. I go into places asking questions. I go into places surrendering so that I can gain greater understanding. I don't go into places just to be there. Even when I go and I show up for something for somebody, I want to know, Lord, do I go? Why I'm going? What's the purpose for me to be there? But even in that, I'm looking to him for understanding because if there's an opportunity for me to move in him, praise be to God, I'm going to move. And so even in the things that God is calling forth, gain understanding, yeah. gain insight. Let's go a little bit further. John 9, verse, uh, I didn't finish 11. Okay. Um, he's, he answered and said, a man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto, unto me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed, and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was division among them. Let me stop you right here. So, as I was Again, to look at this and really look at the history here. They didn't even focus on what God was doing. They was really focused on the issue itself. Number one, what Christ was able to do. The second thing, what he looked like to them. 
they had deemed him to be a sinner. Even to the point that they said they didn't even know where he came from. Even though they knew the parents lived in the same percentage that they lived in. They were even looking at Christ to say, I don't know who he is. And many of us are in that place where we're looking at Christ and we act as if we don't know who he is. We even act as if he, we don't know where he came from. We even act as if he's not our savior, he's not our Lord. And like we're looking for somebody else to rescue us out of the places that we have literally allowed the enemy, how would I say, to cause us to believe that we're stuck. If I got Jesus, I'm not stuck. If I got insight, I'm not stuck. But the Lord makes available to us his wisdom, and he doesn't hide it for, from us. He literally makes it available for anybody that seeks him out. I love, even in here, he said, go and wash in the pool. We wash every time we read the word. Amen. Because the word washes over us, it provides us insight, it gives us insight to the things in which we understand. But I want to make sure that you understand, because some of us do wash, but some of us think we're more greater than the word. Mm. We think that when we come into the word and as we're reading the word, we got so much outside knowledge speaking to us that the simple washing of the word doesn't go forward because the outside knowledge sometimes hinder you. I love how at one point in time I would read this book, I would read that book, and I would chase after things of God, and God said, slow down, yeah. stop, and I only want you to read the word. I don't want you to hear what professor this one says, and I don't want you to hear what professor this one says. I want you to meditate on me and hear only me Amen. so that you can come into true understanding of what I've called forth. He says, stop being busybodies into somebody else's interpretation. And he said, especially when you don't know if they're moving in the spirit. Amen. He said, knowledge kills. Get it? Self-knowledge kills, but the spirit enhances. And so it's so important that we be enhanced by the spirit of God and not try to gain worldly knowledge in order to work these scriptures. Okay. Hopefully you guys get that. Mm -hmm. Worldly knowledge is not going to advance me in the kingdom. And somebody else's understanding will not always edify me. I got to work this word by reading the word myself that I may come into the understanding. So when you're looking at the Pharisees, they're not even focused on the miracle. They're so busy focused on this man, the beggar on the outside. Because they don't want to acknowledge what God is doing. And some of us in this place that we don't even want to acknowledge the things that God has brought us out so far. Because it wasn't good enough because it wasn't what we were looking for. Oh God, did you get that? It wasn't good enough because it wasn't what you were looking for. But what God wants to do is what we should be 
open to because we all say, I surrender you, you Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. And in that place of surrender, you still want your will. That's not surrender. That's manipulation. And even in this place of manipulation, eventually you're going to have to surrender it in order to obtain the things that God is looking to bring forth. Remember, we are in his way. He's not in our way. And so, again, open your eyes of your understanding to be able to move forward in the things of God. I'm stopping. My time is still okay? Perfect. Okay. Let's go a little bit further. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me see if, let me, can you read that again? I just want to make sure I got everything he told me. Verse 16, John 9, 16. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Oh my God. This is also a place when you don't get your way, you say God is not who he is. This is where you deny God. Because you're looking for certain things to come forward. And when you don't get them in your timing, you literally curse God. And you begin to say what he's not. Mm. Come on, open your eyes. Open your eyes. See. But understand, (laughs) the enemy has just served you the perfect uh, dish. Mm. He said, curse God. Curse God. We see that in scripture. Curse God. And what we do, we follow along with it. Follow along. Okay, I'm going to curse you because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. As if we can control our father. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, God. I'm going to control you today, Jesus. You're going to do what I want you to do, and you're going to do it my way. I will tell you guys, I tried that today. I am not in the banking industry because I didn't get my way. I told him, I said, Lord, the job that I wanted, it was a VP of a a certain area. And I told him, "Uh, (laughs) you're going to give me this job. And if you don't give me this job, I'm going to go get this job on my own. Well, I went to get the job on my own. I passed the interview. I did well. And I think I shared this story with you guys. And then all of a sudden, an argument arises in the interview where the lady was trying to tell me something. And I'm 20 something years in banking, and she's trying to tell me a different process, and I know the process. I said, No, lady, no, this is what the process is. Well, the lady didn't take liking to that. <laughs> and she blackmarked me on my resume. And so I could not go into the place in which I was destined to go. Now, there was other places I could have went into banking, but I didn't want them. I wanted to be in a a prestigious place of banking. But even in that, God shut that door. And then he said, now you're going to lean on me. And guess what? I was out of a job for six months. And what I was doing, begging him, Lord, help me. And I had to surrender myself and my desire that he may move in me. Get it? That he may move in me. But I never forgot what I was always praying. Lord, the banking industry was so unstable at the time. Lord, let me not be in a place where I cannot rest. But I was trying to go back into something that was unstable. And so he honored a prayer 
but I was still trying to get into something that he had already honored to bring me into something else. And some of us are in that place. We're trying to go back into something where God is basically trying to bring you into one of your great prayers. But the enemy have you trapped because he's saying, told you he ain't moving. Told you he ain't doing it for you. Stop one moment and really listen to your true heart's prayer and really, really surrender whatever it is to God so that he can begin to move. Yeah. And, and I'm really, truly saying, embrace prayer. You know, truly embrace. And you can't go to leaders and then talk to leaders and say, hey, come in agreement with me that I may get this. And then time we come in agreement, you jump and ship. Okay, that can't work either. You, if, if you're really, really seeking God and you're not in this particular place as a Pharisee, remember, they look past the works. They look past what God did. And some of us is looking past what God did, and we're just focused on our own self. Focus on Christ. Focus on what he has. Remember, this is not our home. Our job is to do the works of him who sent us because (laughs) darkness is here. And sin is running rapid throughout the earth. But we're missing him if we're not enlightened in our understanding. Mm-hmm. Let's take it further. Now, I think I got it. John nine seventeen. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he, he hath opened thine eyes? Oh, my God. He said, He is a prophet. Okay. And, and then that's truly. What sayest thou of Christ? What do we say of Christ when we don't get our way? What are you saying when you don't get what you want? Is he just mere man? Is he a prophet? Is he Lord? No, he told me to say it like this. Am I a prophet? Am I Lord? Am I your God? Am I the revealer? Or am I just a man that is pleasant and pleasing in your sight? Or am I God at your convenience? When it's convenient for me to seek you, I will. Wasn't that in scripture? When it's convenient, go away. When it's convenient for me, then I will call upon you. And I think that's where some of us are in that place where it's convenient for us. We'll call upon him. Jesus. Wow, that scripture speaks a lot. I've never realized why it's there, but now I can see it because we literally put God off and we allow him uh, to be in that space when it's convenient for us. (laughs) I told you, this one makes me laugh. Let's go further. Verse 18, but the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight 
until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And the Lord just literally said to me, in this particular area, it's like, we can't even believe. And even because we can't believe, we're looking for confirmation. Did you guys get that? In the areas where we're struggling, we're constantly looking for confirmation. And even when the confirmation comes, you can't even believe in the confirmation. Because they get a confirmation where his parents come forward and his parents bring forth insight. And even in that place where they get the confirmation, they're still looking for somebody else. And in some of our areas, we've gotten confirmation where God has spoken directly to us in our private time. And we're still looking for some other form of confirmation because what he's given us didn't settle us. Because we allow the enemy to keep us at bay of truth. Jesus. Hmm. Again, great insight. Hmm. Let's go further. John 9, verse 19. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? (laughs) How then doth he now see? I love this. It's like we come back and we keep asking God the same thing. Well, is this it, Lord? Is this it? Is that it? Is this it? We're seeking something else rather than standing on what we know. Hmm. (laughs) He, He literally says, I am with you to the end. I will never leave you nor forsake you in the places where you've been resting. But I am asking that you come out of the places and seek me that you may be redeemed in this time and hour. Let me be redeemed, Lord. (laughs) Let us all be redeemed. Let's keep going. Verse 20. His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means we now, he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we oh, know not. This is crack up laughing too because you know how we say, Lord, we know it's you. I know it's you. For sure I know it's you. I know you're moving in my life. I know, you know. Uh, but what you're doing, I don't have no understanding. Because you choose not to gain it. Spend quality time. Because I know I've said to them, Lord, I'll never deny you. I know this is you. I know you're moving in my life. I know you're powerful. You know, when I wake up, I know you're there. But they're just mere words. Do you get it? They're not words that comes with belief. They're just words just to say, I'm not denying you. Because, you know, that scripture that you have in the back of your mind, if you deny me before any of your friends, I will deny you in front of the father. You're like, oh, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Okay, Lord, I know this is you. I believe that this is you. But in the back of your mind, you got them questions saying, oh, oh, oh. I believe that it's you. So you're trying to convince yourself to really stand in the things of God when you really need to surrender what's hindering you. Lay it down, you guys. Give it up. Toss it at his feet. Let him have it. Put Satan on notice 
Tell him that he's no longer going to be in a place where he's influencing you for the negative and really stand in that place where there's victory in the Lord. <laughs> this one made me come to a place where I was getting ready just to start praying in the spirit like <laughs> because in this place I, I dismiss your assignment Satan against everyone that is listening or shall listen to this word Amen. and I claim victory in Christ Jesus Amen. and that they will move in the works of the spirit and they will glorify their Lord as a result of what he has prepared for them in this time, in this season, and forevermore. And they will not be on the sidelines watching everyone else be received of his glory. But they will be in that position where they're celebrating on high you and your love. So where every area where the Satan has held them captive, I loose because your word said you come to set the captive free. And even right now, everyone is loosed in Christ Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's go forward. <laughs> John 9, the second part of verse 21 says, He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. Oh, Jesus. This is what the enemy is like. You mature. Why are you speaking? Huh. You're supposed to be mature? You're supposed to be great in Christ? Where's your Lord? Being mature, you don't know how to gain the things of your Lord. Maybe he's not real. Maybe he's not God. Neither yet, he's forgotten about you. And sad part about it, some of us believe that. So even in that area, I destroy the voices that are speaking outside of Christ. Amen. In Christ Jesus' name. And may you only hear his truth. And you may be covered in all things. That again, your understanding may be enlightened. Praise God. Again. And even where they cannot believe, Lord, <laughs> cause understanding to come into your children. In Jesus' name. <laughs> John 9, 22 says, These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Did you guys get it? Some of us fear Satan, so we speak things that are not in alignment with truth. Speak truth. Speak life. Speak life. You know, is that song that says speak life? You know, I, I, it said, I don't know, I can't sing it, but I just say, speak life. In the midst of darkness, you speak hope, you speak life, you speak truth. So it's so important that we begin to speak life and we speak truth 
in the midst of darkness. Amen. Okay. Verse 23. Therefore said his parents, he is of age. Ask him. Then again, they called the man that was blind and wait, said Wait, 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 wait. I got to say, make you laugh here. You know how when you don't believe, you put it off on somebody else? <laughs> well, pastor said, or this other person said, oh, this person said this, and so you try to use that. And the right. enemy cracks up laughing at you because he knows you don't believe. You right. can't live off of what somebody else said. You got to believe for yourself. Amen. Well, pastor said this, or this person said this, instead of really being in that place where you say, God, you spoke to me. And I know what you said to me. But because it came through somebody else and you didn't go and verify it, you will put it off on somebody else. Well, pastor said this or this person said this. And even in that place, you beat up the people around you because you can't stand for yourself. Wow. And in this particular place, they said, well, he's old. Let him speak for himself. Get it? He's mature. Let him speak for himself. And God is saying, you're mature. Speak for yourself. Hear the Lord yourself. Stop looking for others to stand in the place where you're supposed to be standing with me. I'm coming in on behalf of Takiyah. And I'm standing here Believing for Takiya because she can't show up right now. Right. Get it? And what if the Lord says, oh, because you showed up on Takiya's half, I shall give you her blessing. Whoa! Whoa! Who else you want me to come here for? <laughs> I'm coming for Billy, too. <laughs> Praise be God. <laughs> awesome. Uh, verse, <laughs> verse 24. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know. That whereas I was blind, now I see. Then wow. said they to wow. him again. Wow. Do you guys get that one? That one is whereby we're calling God a liar. Mm. You guys get that? They said, this man's a liar. This man don't stand for truth. Give God the glory. Mm. And if you've been in any of the places where we've been in Bible study, you already know. They're looking for them to agree with what's on the inside of them. It is the gods they serve. What they're literally saying is give Satan the glory. Give Satan the sword because they don't believe Christ. <laughs> okay? And remember, he called them breeds of vipers. And so they're not walking with God. They're walking in their own understanding. And they're saying, wait a minute. We don't agree with what this man is doing. So therefore, be in the same place of agreement with us. 
And some of you don't believe what God is doing and you are in the same place of agreement with the Pharisees because it don't look like what you think it should. Right. Oh, ouch. Wow, imagine if God basically did everything to our understanding. Mm. I wouldn't believe him. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, oh, wow. Remember that Disney uh, 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 movie where it was about dreams? And these little kids would go to sleep at night. I forgot the name of it. The little kids would go to sleep at night, and then they would wake up in the morning, and guess what? The guy would experience everything, and he would get the princess, and then the penny would fall on the ground, or it would be raining, or whatever the case may be, and it would be somewhat to everything he said, but it would always be one catch that was foolish. And even in that place, that's what we were we stay in that place, how would I say it, Lord? He said, well, you have little to no sight into the kingdom things. Gain insight. Gain insight. Gain insight. Let's keep going. John 9, verse 26. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and yet, and ye do not, did not hear. Wherefore, would ye oh hear it again? God. Will ye also wait, 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 be wait, wait, his wait. disciples? He says, I have told you already. Will you hear it again? Christ is speaking to us in some areas, and he said, I've told you already. Will you hear it again? Yeah. And some of us still looking for somebody else to tell them something when he's already said, I've told you already. Yeah. Will you hear it again? See that spiritual insight? So when you're even looking at this word, God is speaking directly to you and he's speaking in the areas where you're not believing, yeah. where you're not trusting. And, and he's literally speaking in a manner, if you're listening with the spirit, you can see all your mess being exposed. Right. And you can see the enemy running scared. Mm. Oh, that's the part I love. I can see the enemy running scared. I'm like, you can't stay here today. These people are going to get this and they're going to be free. Yeah. They're going to come into the place of God's understanding and they're going to have vision and sight moving forward. Get it. Get it. Get it. Oh my God, you dabba da ha. Dabba da he did it. I just hear the spirit of the Lord saying, Come on off. Come on off. Come on off of my people. Come on off of my people. No longer shall you blind them. No longer shall you blind them in this place. Come on off of my people. Come on off of my people. Come on, come on, come on, come on off of my people. You will no longer be in that place where you wreak habit and you cause them to be in a state of confusion. You come on out. You come on out. You come on out right now. Spirit of confusion. 
right now. Blindness go away right now in the name of Jesus. You no longer, you no longer, you no longer have a hold of my people. You come out right now in the name of Jesus. You are to go into dry places in Jesus' name. Wow. Wow. And Lord, even in the places where the enemy no longer rests, Lord, I speak your peace. I speak purpose. I speak vision. I speak understanding. Uh, even understanding beyond where they're resting. I know. <laughs> he said, don't forget, you're going to read Ephesians 1.17. It will cover it all. It will cover it all. So I praise God. <laughs> okay, I'm laughing again. Let's keep going. <laughs> so verse 27. He answered them, I have told you already and ye did not hear. Wherefore, would he hear it again? Will he also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake to Mo unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto him, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, he, him he heareth. Let's stop right there. If any man be a worshiper of God, is him he heareth. Okay, as somebody that's basically constantly putting God up front, that's glorifying him, that's putting him in his rightful position. And, and if you stop to really look at this particular thing, they said they are disciples of Moses. <laughs> they are traditionally operating in law. And if you're staying in that place where you're operating in that place where you're legal, then you're missing God. And some of us moving in that position to whereby we're trying to lose the law to gain the spiritual things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> law is just constantly brings forth dead things. It doesn't resurrect the great things that the Spirit has designed for each and every one of us to walk in. He literally said, come out of the places of tradition and come into the place of spiritual understanding that they may that you may walk in purpose that I have destined for you to walk. He didn't say it in a light way. He said, "Come out of tradition. Come into the place where I have destined you to walk in purpose." He said, "Do not stay in darkness." But yield to my spirit, and I shall bring you up. I shall bring you up. And he says, because I'm going to bring you out. And, and, and I love, he even said to me, in some way, he said, even if I got to force you out, I'm going to bring you out. Yeah. I don't want to be forced out. <laughs> but that is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Force out means you're going to have to deal with some stuff that's dealing with you. So, Lord, I'm going to listen to the word and I'm going to, I'm going to come on out myself, okay? Because I recognize what's been holding me. 
But if you got to force me out of some places, I'm okay with that too, okay? Force me out because <laughs> I know there's some areas where I'm stubborn in, and so force me out. I'm in agreement with your word. <laughs> Again, I'm loving this, okay? I'm loving this. Let's go forward. John 9, 32. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Did you guys get that? Thou were altogether born in sin. But even though we were born in sin, God has given every single one of us sight. And in that place where you receive the Holy Spirit, you have been given sight into all things. And it's so important that you gain wisdom in the places that you're walking. Amen. That you're no longer held captive by your thoughts, but you're operating in freedom and victory because you trust your Lord. Amen. Okay, we're wrapping this up. Verse 35. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Did you guys get that? He didn't even know who he was. He said, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And what did the man say? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And so I ask you today, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? believe and if God hasn't revealed himself to you now I even ask right now in the name of Jesus that you open up your people to receive the fullness of yourself that they may come to fully believe all that you have spoken and not only what you have spoken, but what you will reveal to them in the coming that times. I pray even now that you increase their relationship with you. That they just not have experience, but they have true testimony of when the Lord has shown up in their lives for them. And when I say experiences, you know, I encountered the Holy Spirit on this date. I heard somebody say to me, and the Holy Spirit did this and did that. Yeah, but that was an experience. Where are you at today? Coming into the fullness of him, you're not dealing with an experience. You're dealing with a true interaction where the Lord is constantly pouring through you and he's redeeming you from all of life's circumstance. And so even now, I pray for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit that it may come into you, begin to activate the things on the inside of you and that you begin to soar in the spiritual things that God has destined for you to walk in. I pray for new revelation to come forth that you may be immersed in Christ Jesus and eating of the good of the land 
even as his word continues to watch over you in every area. Let's go further. We're not we're stopping there, but then we're going to Ephesians 1.17. And we're going to top it off with this awesome topic. Awesome, awesome, awesome topic. <laughs> Ephesians 1.17. That the God of our Lord, Jesus let me, Christ. Let me, let me establish something. And so the Holy Spirit began to speak to me as I began to read this. And I was like, oh my God, I used to read this all the time. And I used to pray this prayer. I even told everybody, please pray this prayer, pray this prayer. Pray it every day that you may get insight and understanding. And I will still recommend that you do this today. Because we're never too mature to understand what is really being spoken here. And I want to give you guys just a little bit of history here. Because if you really understand Ephesians, you would be jumping up and down. Because this is a mirror of everything that was done in the book of Acts. And everything that God has spoken throughout the scripture. Because this is Christ in the fullness working. And it's working to a point to whereby you're just thrilled. Okay, so Ephesians, if you really look at Priscilla and Aquila, Priscilla and Aquila are in a particular region where the women are considered to be women in that particular thing. They are equal to the man, and so they're not, I say it, it looks like today's society, okay? And today's society that the women has purpose just as much as the men have purpose. And so you can see that throughout the scripture. But I want to also share another thing that's really good about Ephesians. Ephesians is a place where Paul spends countless hours and days and, and months in. And he's really dealing with the core, the core people and he's pulling from these core people in this to push the gospel into other places. And these are the people who have had quality time with Paul, which Paul is constantly pursuing Christ. And he has taught them to pursue Christ on their own. And so the revelation of these individuals are so mature. And so someone else comes into their place not having full, fullness and understanding, they immediately bring that person up and everybody in this particular region is doing great because they're serving the Lord. And then there's one particular part where Paul is, is really doing so well that it hits the economic system and then that's when they give uh, Paul over to, you know, uh, to the Roman government to really go back and to begin to stand in the place in which he's standing in. So uh, another thing that I would say, oh gosh, I, I, I can't give you guys all, so I need to stop because the Holy Spirit just said, can't give it all. I'll teach it because, I mean, it's awesome, okay? Well, anyway, with that, there's a prayer that's prayed, and this prayer is prayed by Paul, and he's speaking to the mature Christians. Let's go forward. Ephesians 1.17. <clears throat> um, in 16, he said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, 
may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, that's the first thing we're after. We're looking for spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who Christ is. And a lot of us who are sitting in some of these places that we're sitting in, we're lacking the wisdom and the knowledge of God in these places. I wish I had full insight into God's financial system in the spirit realm. I wish I had full insight into God's provision for moving forth the kingdom. I don't have that. But this prayer is causing us to have that type of insight. That's why it's being prayed. Because in this particular place, they're understanding and they're watching the move of God into whereby it's breaking down every worldly thing that stands against the kingdom from going forward. And so that's why this prayer is important for the body to pray. Because it's tearing down. And if you go back and you look at the history of Ephesians, it collapsed. It went to ruin. Because everything that they worshipped was idol. And that everything that had to do with their idols was destroyed because the people became Christians. And when the place began to fill up with Christians, everything that had to do with that government system collapsed. Yay, that's what we're supposed to do. Let's go further. <laughs> Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he's saying, what is the hope of his calling? What did he call me to do? What is my purpose? That I may understand it, that I'm not sitting up here trying to figure out what it is. I hear what people say about me, but I don't know who I really am. And the only way to truly find out who you really are is to really, really have your eyes open. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. There's particular scriptures where Jesus takes the disciples and he opens their eyes to the spirit realm. And not only do they see, but they see Moses. They see uh, other disciples standing. Elijah and other disciples standing there. And he's having a conversation with them. And they're joining in on the conversation. Guess what? We're supposed to have that same type of understanding to go forward in us. To where we're able to not only see, but to have understanding of what we're doing. Amen. Wow. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the work of his mighty power? Do you guys get it? It's like what's the exceeding greatness? Meaning we're supposed to understand the greatness of the power that's been given us as we speak forth the word. But I can't say I know all of it, but I'm asking for understanding that the eyes of my understanding may be open. Let's keep going. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So he's telling you, in this place, there was full power to where, wow, F, death, had no other choice but to surrender to him. 
And so even in the places where there's dead circumstance, as you surrender it to God, God begins to enlighten your understanding. You can't try to fix it yourself. you got to give it over to the Lord and let the Lord deal with every area where you feel is dead. Let him grow life. Let him speak life. Let him call the places. You know how Psalms 91 says green pastures. Let him begin to develop your land. Oh my God, let him begin to develop your land to where it flourishes in him. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, verse 20, <laughs> he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Did you guys hear that? He said far above all the principality. And some of us are sitting right here where the principalities are working yeah. us. Because we haven't taken that higher stand in him by moving in the spirit. And so we go above what's sitting upon this earth. He said darkness shall come. And sin should be rapid when he exit. But the difference between them and us is that he lives on the inside of us. And so we have the ability to conquer this darkness. And we have the ability, I don't even have to say conquer sin, because he already conquered it. We don't even got to mess with sin. I don't got to mess with sin. Which make a song. I don't have to mess with sin. (laughs) But even in this place, you have victory. Victory. Get it? Hopefully you guys got that. This is a good prayer. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. He said, nothing is in your way when you recognize what this is saying. Nothing stands in your way. He said, come into understanding. Let's keep going. Okay. And so... When, when, take you back to the eyes of understanding. Can you go back to that? Mm-hmm. Verse 18, Ephesians 1, 18. Yes. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. When, when I got that, I was sitting, and probably give you guys some insight, so I was sitting on Tuesday after attending one of the men, women's ministry, and they were going over that scripture, and I was like, Lord, I know this by heart. I know it well. And I just began to jump up and down, and I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, if I could just teach this, I just love this particular part of you. And as I began to, to sit here, and I was celebrating as I heard the word, he literally said, you missed something. He said, I know you know this well. He said, but your eyes haven't fully been open when it comes to your understanding. And it's the full understanding of me. And so I said, open my eyes. Cause my understanding to be complete in you. 
that I'm lacking nothing. And when he said the eyes of my understanding, you know, I'm a blinker. I also got a lazy eye. And I began to look at me in the natural. And I began to say, Lord, awaken me. That I may not sleep through your word. I may not sleep through your promises. But I may be fully engaged in your works. That I may see my Redeemer's return. Do you get it? They were able to see their Redeemer returning. They were able to see and they celebrated. Moses could see the promised land even though he didn't enter into it. Paul was able to see the ministry going forward and people like us being transformed and changed. And they all looked at it and they were glad. Death couldn't hold them. And so they went on and they endured whatever they had to endure because they could see the end. And I'm saying, Lord, give us sight into all things that we may be able to see as the disciples see, but even to see further because your word says that we would see even greater. Yes. And I believe even now as I speak this, refresh the spirit on the inside of us. Cause us to go deeper in you. Unlock us in the places where we have shut doors or even where we have allowed the enemy to deceive us and bring forth wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and cause my eyes to really, truly see. Lord, that I don't need glasses <laughs> that I can cruel, truly, truly see. Better yet, correct my vision, okay, that I may be able to see fully within the spirit realm and that I may only pursue the things that you desire of me. This is my prayer, not only for me, but for all of you. And even as he gives us sight, let us recall the goodness of our Lord and let us praise him for all that he's doing upon the earth. In Christ Jesus' name, this is the message of the Lord. Praise be the God. And I thank him for the revelation and that our sight is enhanced even today. In Jesus' name, it is so. Amen. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.